Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And this is another episode coming to you on a Monday. Today we have a very special guest, and I'm super excited to be introducing him to you. He is a math teacher in Barstow, California, which he's not only a math teacher, though, he's also a professor and... The coolest thing about this gentleman is he has a very, very prolific YouTube channel called Number Bender. And on Number Bender, he has all sorts of tutorials and explanations, uh, video explanations for different mathematical concepts, which he has then weaved into the classroom to create an amazingly powerful and impactful flipped learning environment. So that is the quick summary. And without further ado, I would like to welcome our guest, Peter, to the show. Peter, how's it going? Hi, Josefa. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, thank you for uh, inviting me over to your show. Absolutely. I'm so Thanks. glad I'm so glad you could make it. So before we jump into every, everything that you've been doing that's been so cool and on the cutting edge, first let's talk about you and your background. So where did you, where did you study? What did you study? How did you get into mathematics? Um, yeah, um, I'm from the Philippines. Um, I got my education in the Philippines. I majored in mathematics and, uh, then I, um, worked on my master's degree and, uh, I just finished my doctorate degree in education, uh, a few months ago. Um, yeah, so, um, my background is, well, it used to be in pure mathematics, but, um, cause I started working as a coder, um, after graduation, but I find it a little bit, um, I don't know. I, I felt bored, so I tried to uh, double into teaching, and uh, and the rest they say is history. And now I'm I'm teaching. Uh, I've been teaching for 15 years now. You know, I I actually yeah. began my professional career as a coder as well. I was I this is back oh, cool. when I graduated in 2003, but with a degree in computer science. And the first company I worked for for three years, I was a software engineer coding in Visual Basic, actually, which I hadn't studied, but I had to learn on the fly. So that was an interesting, interesting expedition. <laughs> uh, but that's cool. So yeah. then, so now you've been teaching for 15 years. What is it about teaching that is so attractive to you? Um, well, to be honest, uh, uh, teaching when I was still in college, I was like, I will never be a teacher because I don't want to be in school for so long. So I've been I've been in school all my life, so I was like, I want to be a coder and I want to, I want to do some cool stuff in uh, animation stuff. So, but um, teaching, um, for me, uh, the reason why I stayed is because of, uh, uh, it may sound so much of a cliche, but it's the uh, satisfaction of seeing that students are getting inspired by um, the stuff that you are offering to them. And uh, yeah, um, it's, it's just, nothing um, that you can compare to any profession. So uh, 
that's why I, I stuck to teaching and uh, I, I enjoyed teaching, especially yeah. teaching mathematics and teaching kids. I think it's especially important as well. So, I mean, that's what I do as well as I, I primarily tutor it, but actually this year for the first time I taught as a, as a sixth grade teacher and the teaching part oh, is, it's, it's amazing. And that the, I think that it's especially important for people to feel that way when it comes to mathematics, because that is such a, that is a subject that can feel so difficult and confusing a lot of times for kids. A lot of kids come in with a great amount of anxiety. They actually call it math anxiety. It's a real diagnosable thing. And when you have somebody like yourself that comes in and is really passionate about it, enjoys it, and feels something positive throughout the entire experience, I believe it can make, and I've seen myself, I know it can make such a massive difference. So that's really great. When it true, comes to true. when it comes to teaching the different math topics, what's do you have a favorite as far as concepts or general general subject matter? Um, well, my favorite is statistics right now and calculus because because um, for me teaching statistics and calculus, I I, I can I can be myself because uh, it's it's something that is really interesting uh, to me and uh, and the kids are also enjoying it so much. And uh, the reason why I love teaching calculus and statistics is because when I was in college, I really did not understand the abstract uh, concept of statistics and calculus. So I struggled. Um, and I w- and I'm, I've been very honest to my students about it that I struggled so much in college doing calculus problems and statistics problems. And now that I, uh, I've, I've grown and I was able to uh, um, do more and uh, experience mathematics, uh, I, I, I'm able to share with them how, how to really um, uh, understand statistics and calculus at their level. So, yeah, they appreciate it. They appreciate the honesty that I'm, I'm giving them about the struggles I had in calculus and statistics. And now that I know better, um, they can relate to me. And uh, that's, that's why, for me, um, uh, teaching those high-level math classes is really exciting because I can go down to uh, their level and uh, be able to uh, um, teach them how to um, to basically decipher how to uh, learn stats and calculus. That's awesome, and I think that's always oh, yeah. that's super important as well. There's there's some connection with. It enduring that struggle as opposed to it just coming super, super naturally. I mean, that can happen too in a lot of cases, but going through and enduring that struggle. And then you have an added level of expertise, but I think you have the heightened level of empathy as well that helps you connect, make a make a stronger connection with your students. You know, I made a one of my math music videos, because I, I, I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. um, my YouTube channel, but uh, one of my math music videos, the last one I made is on the concept of mean, median, and mode, which is a very, it's a, of course, it's an early oh, level. Wow. Yeah, statistic concept. But uh, I did that because I see with my sixth graders all the time, they're having confusions about which one's which, what's mode again, which one's median. And then so I laid it out in the chorus where it, it sort of, so you can kind of remember uh, which is which is like, uh, it goes, uh, I'm holding back from mean, median, and mode. It's all about the average, middle, and most. I saw an octave lower, but that's the gist <laughs> of it. <laughs> so people can remember. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty catchy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I, should, I, should, I should check that video out. And, check it uh, out. Show it to my... Uh, 
algebra kids. That would be awesome. Okay, so I want to. So I just talked about my YouTube channel uh, quickly, but your YouTube channel is really something special. Uh, mine is kind of like. Oh, a, thank you. Uh, uh, mine is like a baby channel. You know, I've just just crossed over like 550 subscribers, which I'm really proud of, by the way, and and I'm excited about. But oh, you've no, got a, a you've got something really special. I think you have and and. I'll, I'll say what I think it is, but I want you to correct me because I, I think it's higher than what I what I remember. But uh, you have upwards of okay. seven thousand, is that right, subscribers? Um, yeah, about seven thousand now. Okay, yeah. seven thousand. So unbelievable, and I know just how difficult that can be as I've been trying to build my channel for the last year. And so that's really impressive. What is your and your channel is called Number Bender. So for anybody who's listening right now and wants to check out Peter's. Uh, no, uh, well, I'll give both the website, which I believe is numberbender.com. You want to check out his YouTube channel, which is really excellent. It's, you know, it's numberbender. That's the YouTube channel. But tell us, what is it all about? Well, um, numberbender, um, actually, I did not plan on uh, getting a lot of subscribers from numberbender. I just have um, an amount full of videos in my database, in my computer. So I decided to just upload it in YouTube for storage purposes. And I have no intentions of uh, having students view it because for me, the main purpose is for the videos to be seen by my students in the classroom. And uh, I started doing it in 2014, 2015, I think. I started um, populating my YouTube channels with just to save my videos. And I found out that a lot of students are actually watching it and, uh, and, and learning from it. So, so that's how it started. Um, and I just realized um, that it's gaining um, a lot of subscribers. And, uh, and then I started to take um, making videos seriously and uh, making more videos and uh, making sure that I am covering a lot of math subjects as opposed to just covering statistics and calculus. So I did trigonometry as well and uh, higher and lower level algebra. And, um, and to make it even more helpful, I decided to um, um, create videos in uh, Filipino as well. So um, every time I do my English lessons, I will re-record a video because all the materials are there already. So I might as well just record it and speak it in my own tongue because uh, I know that the Filipino students will be able to appreciate it if they see that the person teaching them mathematics online is uh, using their own language. And uh, yeah, and, and, and I think the popularity of my uh, videos right now is more on the people um, listening uh, in the Philippines because I'm the only uh, Filipino speaking math tutor in YouTube right now. So I'm kind of taking advantage of that, uh, of, of, of that situation. And it's really helping a lot of kids. And uh, yeah, that's my motivation. That's so cool. And so it sort it really just began as not even trying to build a YouTube channel, but just putting your videos somewhere and now all these people found it. And that's I think that's a true metric of the quality of what you're creating because it's just really useful and that's how it caught on. That's so cool. So I know that you use these videos or initially was just using YouTube as a storage framework to help with mm -hmm. flipped learning. And before we talk about your flipped learning classroom and and how you use flipped learning. What is flipped learning? Uh, well, flipped learning, uh, to keep it simple, it's just flipping the classroom pedagogy because uh, we know in traditional model, uh, homework is being done at home and lectures being done inside the classroom. So flipped 
learning is when the lecture is now being done at home and the homework is now being done and completed inside the classroom with uh, the teacher. So that's flipped classroom and that's the model that I'm using in my high school and college classes since 2014. And I'm still using it up until now. So so basically the, the students, let's say you'll assign a particular lecture video you say okay well tomorrow we're going to be tackling or tonight you're going to be tackling the concept of let's say completing the square for algebra and you say i want you to go home and learn how to complete the square here's the video you're going to watch are the videos usually five ten minutes how long are they on on average on the average is five ten minutes long uh for my math videos and uh, yes you're right um I will give them homework, and the homework is in form of the videos that they are going to watch at home. Mm-hmm. And the trick here is because um, I, I, I found out that students are getting stressed with a lot of homework, and especially if I tell them that they need to learn the word learn uh, at home uh, with the videos that I am giving them. So um, at the beginning of the school year, I always tell them that the videos that they are going to be watching at home, which is their homework, is meant for them to complete the notes that they're going to be uh, working on in the classroom. So to get rid of the note-taking time, you just simply watch the video and take down notes. And I am not requiring you to learn the math concept uh, right away, but I always tell them that it's going to be a big bonus if by watching the videos and taking down notes, you'll eventually learn it without me teaching it to you. Because my goal of the flip learning or uh, giving them videos is just to expose my students on the lessons that they, we're going to be working on the next day and uh, to get rid of the note-taking time. So uh, that works for me, and that's what I've been uh, telling my students Every time uh, I give them homework on uh, making videos, so they know that they are just taking notes and, uh, and, and they know that they're going to learn it again the next day with me and uh, with their friends and with their classmates. Now, when you, so that's how I implement it. Now, when you jump in the next day, let's say now they've seen the video, they've taken the notes, do you begin the class straight away with, let's say, a problem set from the book? So, hey, guys, just jump right in and I'll be around to answer questions. Or do you start with a quick recap, let's say five, ten minutes or question and answer? What's your format? Um, well, just like in my traditional um uh, teaching before. So I give them warm up based on the homework because this will give me time to grade their uh, homework. So I make sure that they are accountable in copying down the notes and uh, watching the videos. So I spend five minutes giving them warm up and walking around and then uh, grading their homework. And then after that, we'll discuss the homework uh, after I uh, graded their um, notes from. Uh, yesterday's video. So that's basically how I, I start my lesson, giving them warm up and then grading their notebook to make sure that they watched or uh, copied notes from the video. And then after that, what's the remainder of the class consist of? The remainder of the class is consists of showing them more examples and explaining them further what uh, they have seen from the video. So it's more, more, more like... Um, uh, a detailed version of the videos that they have seen. So they will see the problems that they've seen in the videos inside the classroom. But this time, instead of me spending 10, 20 minutes 
giving them lecture on let's say quadratic equations and waiting for them to copy the formula for the I mean the formula for the quadratic formula. So uh, I don't have that um, part of my uh, period anymore because it's already in their notes. So what they're seeing is just me explaining what the quadratic formula is, giving them more examples on the quadratic formula. And the examples that I've given them are the examples that I've seen and have in their notes already. And then I'll give them more uh, activities because I now I have more time with them uh, because the note-taking time is basically gone. So... Uh, I, I, can, I, I have a lot of activities that I can do to them now. Like um, I have more time to ask students to work on a problem on the board because before I don't have that time or don't have that uh, luxury anymore because, because of, of the time I spend in lecturing. So I can, yeah, I have more activities with them. I see. And does that also consist of, are, are part of the activities just, hey, maybe you guys group up and work through these next 10 problems? Or is it anything like that as well, where they're given just a set of problems to work on individually? Um, well, it varies. Um, some days I'll give them individual work. Some days I'll give them group work. Some, day, some days I'll give them projects that they need to do in class. Um, so it's a group project. So Basically, I can do a lot more activities uh, instead of giving lecture and then giving them individual work. Uh, this, is, this was before uh, the, I introduced the flipped classroom model. So now, yeah, I, I, I give them group work. I give them pair work. I give them little projects that they could do in a construction paper. So uh, I basically do a lot of activities, different activities and differentiated instruction because of the time I have um, using the model. That's so cool. So I'm sure your students must love your class. And I, I got to tell you, I've also done something similar this last year where, like I said, this last year was my first year teaching. I'd been developing video courses and the school is really flexible and very open to a flipped classroom type of dynamic. Mine is a little bit different than, uh, the, than the way that you do it, but it's I'm actually listening now to what you're doing, and I'm just getting mm -hmm. a bunch of great ideas from everything that you're saying. Um, I got to ask, when you first brought it to the school, let's say, I, I, when you first decided, hey, I want to teach in this way, what was their reaction? Well, good thing about my school is the principal is really supportive of everything that I want to do with my classroom. So, um, yeah, I, I, they gave me a full freedom on implementing the flipped classroom model, even though they didn't know anything about it. So uh, they are also, well, they are supportive of my uh, flipped classroom model. And also, since I know it's effective, um, what I did was, uh, was, was write a research and uh, use my class to... Um, to, uh, to write a research on flipped classroom model. So um, basically the uh, research that I did showed that um, there is a positive uh, change in their math attitudes towards mathematics and the published research that I have is basically a proof that um, something that I could show to, to my students and the parents and the administration that look, uh, the, the the fashion model that I'm doing is, is, is really working. This is not just a fad or a phase that I'm doing. So um, and I, I'm going to keep on doing this. And here's the research that, uh, that, would, uh, that would basically prove that it is working. So, yeah, um, so that's, that's what I did. Um, yeah, I'm just really 
lucky, I guess, that the school is really supportive of of me um, implementing the flipped classroom model. That's very cool. Is there? Have you noticed any changes with respect to? It's, this is always hard to gauge because it changes every year. But have you noticed any upward trends or changes, palpable changes with respect to standardized test performance? Oh yeah, because um, I'm teaching AP calculus and AP statistics, and mm-hmm. um, my passing rate for those classes is extremely low prior to um, the flipped classroom model. Of prior to me uh, producing math videos for my students. And uh, after I uh, um, recorded videos and uh, in- implemented the flipped classroom model, um, the passing score of my students, uh, well, it dramatically increased. And, uh, and um, yeah, that's one tangible proof that, um, yeah, um, my students' standardized scores is um, getting positive results because of, of the fashion model that I implemented and it's really helping and uh, my students are also telling me that um, they are really uh, they think that the video is really working and really useful especially uh, when they are reviewing for the test not just for the standardized testing but also for my formative assessment and uh, yeah it's, it's, it's um, it, it, it does show an increase in their standardized scores because of the videos that they're watching one of the things that I talk to other teachers about, or I, and it's a big belief that I have, is let's say any other teacher wanted to flip the classroom, but they didn't want to put the time in to make the videos themselves or, or, or whatever. Uh, so, but they, but instead they found a lot of videos online from other people and or other teachers and tried to integrate those into their curriculum. What are your thoughts on the difference? in terms of, of potency with regards to flipping the classroom using third-party videos versus flipping the classroom using videos that you made yourself with a consistent learning style? I mean, do, do you have an opinion on that? Oh, yeah. Um, well, for some teachers, because um, I know a teacher who started uh, a flip classroom model and uh, she's using videos from yeah different teachers. And... I think it's it's it doesn't matter uh, what type of videos you're using, as long as you're able to establish what the flip classroom model is all about with the kids. That um, the the videos that they are watching is meant to expose them for the lessons that they're going to be seeing the next day, as opposed to uh, um, telling them or requiring them to um, watch the videos and make sure you learn them and then we're going to have a quiz the next day so it's all about how you're presenting your flip classroom model to your students however um with regard to um uh, a teacher producing their own videos for their own classroom i think it will give a more uh, positive impact to the students because they are seeing their own teachers um, teaching um, from the video, so it it, it builds a, an instant connection uh, with the students while they're watching a video. And um, also, I've I've read some research about it that um, um, it is really um, more effective for a teacher to use their own videos, however they want to create their videos, because some some teachers are using PowerPoint presentations with voiceover or uh, just their bobblehead. And um, yeah, um, it, 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 does, it does have or create an, a difference if the teacher is producing their own videos 
in their own flipped classroom model. That's always been my belief as well, that of course you can do it with other videos, but I, I, I recognize, I mean, I see myself, it's, it's more potent when it is you, and then you have that consistency of you in class and you on video, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of... There, there, there's not a lot of mixed signals being sent. And by the way, I'd love to see the additional research. If you could forward that on to me, that'd be great. I'd love to, to check that out as well, whatever you found. Uh, that's, that's always oh, very sure. fascinating to me. If there are teachers out there right now listening and let's say they're on the fence about flipping their classroom and they're listening to this, what would, you, what would be your first piece of advice with regards to how to approach taking on the challenge of trying to change their classroom that dramatically, flipping the classroom, dealing with administration, all these hurdles that they might have to deal with, what's your advice as far as the first step that they should take? Well, the first step that I would suggest to them is just do it. Um, If they believe that the flipped classroom model would certainly help their students to uh, learn more, um, with their lessons. So just do it. Um, most teachers are scared to uh, um, do the flip classroom model because they think that they need to do their own videos right away. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a totally different monster uh, creating your own video, but you can start with a, a third party video or uh, videos from YouTube that you think that your students will be able to understand. And then eventually just try to start testing the waters and start uh, creating your own video. Um, Cause I know from my experience that creating video is really intimidating and uh, really frustrating at the beginning. But um, for me, I, I, I strongly encourage teachers to uh, try creating your own uh, video. If you're really interested in creating your own flip classroom, because it will really help not only the students, but also you as a teacher, because you're um, gaining new skills and you're gaining um, new perspective on teaching. And uh, it, it will really help you in the long run, creating your own videos for, uh, for, for, for your own students. So, I think- yeah. I think that's awesome. Now, let's talk about I want I want to give you an opportunity of course to plug your YouTube channel on your website and of course, for people listening if the teachers listening that also teach algebra 2, statistics, calculus, uh this can be a great resource for you if you want to first begin flipping your classroom with all other videos. You should use Peter's video or Number Bender's videos. Uh, definitely for that first endeavor. So go ahead and give us your website, your YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Hello, everyone. For the teachers who are listening right now, um, I would love for you to check out my YouTube channels. It has videos from basic algebra to intermediate algebra, calculus, statistics, trigonometry. Um, All these lessons are basically the lessons that I'm giving to my own students inside the classroom. And if you are in the Philippines listening to uh, Josefa, you are free to use all my Tagalog uh, math videos for you to be able to use it to your students. And also I have two iBooks that you can also download. One is uh, The Power of the Flip Classroom, which I uh, wrote to share how I was able to flip my classroom, the um, how-tos on how I was able to produce videos in YouTube. And also I have an iBook on um, uh, Reviewer for the AP Calculus FRQ, which um, I made together with my calculus students. So this shows that the flip classroom model is not just helping me as a teacher, it's also helping other students to gain new skills and uh, helping them uh, 
put their work out there using videos. And uh, yeah, so please check out my YouTube channel and my iBooks and also my uh, website, numberbender.com. So it has all the videos I have in YouTube, but this time it has more, it's more organized and uh, it, it, it has, um, it's easier to access because um, everything is all in order in my website. All right, there you have it, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate. I really appreciate it. Let me tell you because I mean, me, oh, thank you, Osefa. Me personally, as this is something that I'm trying to do, and like I said, we flipped the classroom last year, and we're gonna do it again this year with some modifications and improvements. And I can tell you a lot of the things that you told me today. I'm gonna try and implement this summer uh, before the school year kicks off. So that was really valuable for me. Congratulations again on all your YouTube success. So if you guys want to check out all of those great URLs, and you happen to not catch them when they were just said well of course first you can rewind but the second thing you can do is you can go and check out the show notes all that information will be at the show notes you can check out the show notes at scalarlearning.com and we've got lots of good stuff there uh you can also check out the scalar learning youtube channel follow us on instagram and facebook we've got lots of good math goodies coming your way constantly continuously And thank you so much. And again, too, we have our weekly Monday newsletter that's going to be coming out with a quick recap of today's episode and everything else that happens each week. So make sure to check that stuff out. And if you want to subscribe for the newsletter, go to scalarlearning.com. And if you do so, you will get free access to our multiplication mastery course. Thank you guys so much for joining. And I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Scale of learning. Scale of learning. Scale of learning.